All right, so let's do some random, somewhat random, Hilchos uh, Pesach things that I think are pretty interesting. And this is mainly coming from, this is coming from a sefer called, or a pamphlet called Shiri Halacha that has now become, I think they put a bunch of these things together in a sefer now, uh, by Rav Shmuel Felder, who is one of the primary poskim in Lakewood. And it's a sefer that's been put together based on shiurim that he said over the years. So the first, uh, the first topic that we'll talk about are din shinayim tot tosvos totafos, which are dentures, o braces uchadoma leinin hagala. How to do hagala, or if you need to do hagala on dentures, braces, crowns, fillings. And the like. What about on your own cheese? Do I call on your cheese? <laughs> yeah. Same idea. Same idea. Okay. Hine. So he starts. Hine. Gam bishar yimos hashana tzarech ladun alzel inin basar b'chalav. Even throughout the rest of the year, there's a question when it comes to basar b'chalav. Shaharei ochlim basar cham v'gam ma'achalei chalav chalav chamim. So we wait six hours, but... Nonetheless, we could have a very hot hamburger. You can have uh, or a, hot, a bowl of chicken soup or something like that. And then, not so much longer, not so, not so far away from that, have hot pizza. So, So, if so, you have bleas of basar b'chalav. Right? That's why we rinse our mouth with like challah. That's, yeah. He's saying it's like a, a clee that even more than six hours, if you had hot soup, exactly. like at your pot, if you had put hot soup in your pot, the next day it's still a problem to put hot pizza on it. Eating something between or rinsing out or cleaning out one's mouth is something that's necessary. So let's say somebody would have pizza and go straight away to, go straight from pizza to meat. So the halacha is that you have to do mouth cleaning which could be done by just eating something or drinking something, uh, that takes care of mamoshas. That takes care of, like, the real stuff. He's dealing with the question of, wait a second, if our pots are fleshic, why isn't everything else about us? Why doesn't that happen anyway? Don't we say that something is like nimas once it's in your mouth that loses the status of whatever it had? First of all, no. Second of all... Um, uh, second of all, is when, as it's going into your mouth, when it hits your teeth the first time, it's not nimas. And it is, uh, it can be hot. We'll talk about how hot in a second. Now, w- one thing he's not going to talk about is I don't believe he's going to touch on the actual teeth. Right, you could ask the same question about your teeth. Right. That you had hot or your finger. So the, the, the way the, way the, sh- the Shaila is asked, and this is in the Pischei Tshuva in Yeridea, is, um, I believe it's in the Pischei Tshuva, let's say somebody would um, stick their hand, uh, stick their finger into chicken soup to test, see if it's hot, and it's really hot. Ooh, so you, you pull your finger back. So um, don't you have, uh, I don't know if you want to call it Ever Menachai, or human flesh bleas that are now in your chicken soup. <coughs> so forget about the milk fleshics part of things. Is human flesh kosher? And have you boiled some or, flesh into your soup? But now you're changing the question. Not now you're asking whether you Your finger went in. Yeah. But you're asking have you left some residue Uh huh. Oh well, if you dunk a piece of cheese flesh. in for a second it's a problem, right? Okay. So why not my finger? People are part of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Depends which part of the world you live in. But uh, uh, so, so and, and that's a question that, that, that's asked. And then you could go even further with it. And then you could say, okay, so then um, if, that's really a pro- if that would be a problem, so then when I stick um, hot food into my mouth, so my mouth is me, and then it's absorbing me into the food, and then I'm swallowing it, so is that a problem? It would get milk. Right, if you're assuming humans are flashics, 
right? Not necessarily. What? I'm with you stick it with parv. Okay. Well, you just made the case a huge pot of soup. Let's say it's a small cup of soup. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bottle. That that would depend on the percentages. So, uh, so what? Well, what do we think? They were? <laughs> I feel like uh, we had the book, the Yeshiva Boys Handbook to you know, you know, life, whatever. Yeah. And the Shaila there is whether uh, you're a Yeshiva guy, you can use the right part of your glasses to stir your coffee with milk, <laughs> and the left part to stir your 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 soup. You know, you'll have to do that with your glasses. Right. That's, 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 yeah, that's, yes. Very good. Um, And if your blow heater becomes milchiks or fleshiks, if you use it, depending on what you're trying to heat up with it, right. Uh, So, so for that, we basically hold that the human, the live human is not mavlia and maflit. It does not, send out blias and it does not absorb blias and therefore don't worry about it. That's that that's that's the bottom line on that Shiloh. It's a real Shiloh. Yes, it's really it's dealt with. And it's dealt a with. general rule that like just no matter what you're doing, you're not gonna transfer. Yes. You can go straight from yeah, the Don't worry about yes. okay, yeah. So so you don't have to worry about that. That's yeah, I'm just okay. Full stop. Yes. Check your chicken soup and then check your uh, fondue and. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Same figure. Just dry it off in between. All right. Lick it. Yeah. Lick it. Yeah. <laughs> so the um, okay, but now so now he's dealing with something else. Is that so? We have things in our mouths that are not human. So so now what is the halacha? Of those things. Um, okay, so Ella de Bazem Minika Olam Lahakal. So when it comes to Milchiks and Fleshiks, the Minika Olam is to be Makal, Kivan de Baderach Klal, Masha Ochel Venosin Lasoch Piv Eno Yatsa Lettuce. Since generally what a person sticks into their mouth is not Yatsa Lettuce, Yatsa Lettuce would almost by definition hurt. So therefore we generally don't do that. We don't we don't care about it. Va'af im ira hadover shahoya yatsa lettuce bo, shahoya yatsa lettuce, even if it would happen that it would be yatsa lettuce, which is the temperature at which we start to worry that things start transferring tastes. Mikomakum baderech klal hoya kvar beklisheni. Generally, yatsa lettuce is not so hot that somebody doesn't drink their tea at that temperature. I, and that's not, I'm not, not necessarily accepting that people are not putting out so Water and you put it in a cup, but it's part. And you, yeah, okay. In that case, but what if it's chametz stick? <coughs> you never worked the tea room at the pine deep. That's true. I think it's too cold. Bring it back. Okay, okay. Um, so he says, so also, so your cup of tea is a cliche. Right, we could all agree with that. Sheinu maflitu mavlia, dari ein haderech lechol mikliwishon. So normally, or we are generally machmir about klishenis, and we get nervous about them. However, that is not so um, necessary. Al pi halacha to be machmir in that case. There's definitely room to be mekel because something's in a klisheni. Now, what if you eat something solid, pizza, really hot, hot dog or hamburger, uh, and now the idea that the switching of kalim for a solid food is not effective in downgrading it. So we have a concept that 
Klirishon comes to Shabbos, and when it comes to Kashros, is really problematic. Everything is moving back and forth between the pot, between it, things that get mixed in over there. As soon as you move it into a klisheni, super downgraded in, in, in a major way. Shabbos is still quite problematic for many things, but from a kashrus perspective, definitely a downgrade. With the logic of it being that when you're dealing with liquids, they, as they pour through the air and then come in contact with a second vessel that has cold walls, because it's not the thing that it was heated up in. So then it's going to end the fact that the molecules and the liquid is constantly really in flux. It's not the same molecules that are hanging out against the wall, that there's this constant movement within it. So that makes it that it's in a cooling off stage, which is why it's much more cal from, it's much more lenient from a, uh, is this going to really transfer taste, et cetera, perspective. When you're dealing with something solid, not true, because that chunk of meat that came out of the pan, Klirishon, and moved onto your plate, Klisheni, yes, I guess in a certain sense it's exposed to the air, although most of it is not. Most of it is in the middle and is staying in the middle. Yes, some of it is touching the plate that's cold, but just the bottom of it, not the whole interior of it. So this big chunk of meat, why would we say that it is cliché-y and therefore much more, much less of a problem? It's not necessarily true by a davar gush. That's what he's bringing up over here. So even though v'afim ochel davar gush, even if you eat something solid, that's something that there's a machlokis about. So even though there's logic, there's a logical reason to say that it's worse, but it's not in the bag that like for sure we will be machmir about that. So even if it happens that you do have that hot pizza that goes against your braces and burns out the inside of your mouth, okay, so you know that it's super duper hot, so what's the problem? Let's say I go and I take pizza and I put it in my mouth and it, it rips the roof of my mouth off. Okay, and I'm wearing braces, so, so then now I'm afraid that now it got absorbed into the metal of my braces. What, okay, so, so now describe the problem. What happens next to create a real issue? Something milchik. I would have to, that's the, so that's, so the, so that's the milchiks. That means that within, let's say, 24 hours, I'm going to do the same thing with the hot dog. What are the chances of that happening? Because the hot dog wouldn't be that hot. Or, who's it, what? Probably less, because your mouth is scalding still. What? You just ate milchik. Mm-hmm. At lunch. Well, no, six hours later I will. I will six hours later. It's, a it's within 24 Sorry, hours, yeah. yeah. As long as you're within 24 hours. So, so, so tomorrow night supper, I'm going to eat, I'm gonna eat uh, you know, half an hour earlier. And you may have a soup too. So he's saying, it's not really so, it's not really so logical. To have, again, a super powerful uh, transfer of tastes happen again. It's probably going to be outside of 24 hours. Which again, it's not something that we often try to rely on when it comes to our pots and pans. But Medina, it's mutter. Hang on one second. So what he's saying is the, is the following, is that technically speaking, if I at 6 p.m. today have super duper hot pizza, and it gets into my braces, and uh, tomorrow night at 5.30 p.m., I have a super hot hot dog, yes, that would be problematic. However, the chances of that occurring are pretty slim. Um, The idea that you brought up of soup, he said, is not an issue, because soup is a cliché-ny. No, no, no. Soup is less problematic. It's a cliché-ny. It's a liquid and a cliché So, again, Even is it something... Even though it might actually be hotter. 
Even though it might actually... The soup came out of a boiling pot, literally. Doesn't matter. My bowl is not so cool yet. Yeah. Halachically speaking, doesn't matter. So... Soup and cheese, not the braces. In the braces. Yeah, but the soup is from a cliche. So the soup didn't go into your braces. Why not? Because it's a cliche. It so so time out. This is not like this is not how we function. Like we're not going to go take our bowls and say like, hey, I just uh, you know. I just make sure to eat supper every uh, 24 hours and five minutes, and then I never have an issue because everything's in binyomo and this is a cliche. And we don't function like this in our normal day to day lives. But when you're dealing with something that um, can get us really stuck, like braces or something like that, so then we can, rel- we can utilize these things and, um, and, and say that Lemaisa, what's usser? Like at the end of the day, what's really us over here? Pump the brakes on the on the hysteria. So now let's let's look at this footnote over here, Nunvav. So um, he says, "Baderach klal," what a person puts into their mouth is not yatsu lettuce. That's what he's footnoting. So he says, "Kamosha kasev biigris Moshe." That's in the igris Moshe. The parshot shemasha ochel shemasha yochel hachnis lepiv bonechshav roseach leblia. So Rav Moshe is, himself is the one who says, Yatsu Lettuce is something that we don't really know. There is no temperature that's a given for Yatsu Lettuce So there are a lot of assumptions that we make when we formulate what that temperature is. And most of the temperatures that we use, especially for Shabbos, <coughs> are the extreme edge of Chumrah. So we have to be machmir that something if something is yad, so let us know that there's a bishal issue. So, th- so we don't want to chas v'shalom b'mechal Shabbos. So therefore, when we figure out what is yad, so let us know, we're really working like, like very, very backwards. So, uh, you know, the... the precautionary one... Uh, whatever... It's t- probably really much higher than it is. Something possibly, like that. So, so for say, instance... What we say could be as low as 120, one, 113, 114. So, so I'll tell you, is that... So, I mean, the way the Gemara says it is something that will singe the stomach of a baby, right? <laughs> now, I don't, you know, I'm not trying that, try yeah, <laughs> right? Did that hurt? <laughs> that hurt? Let us know. Let us know when we'll it hurts. We'll turn it up a bit and see if right? that works. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, Rav Shlomo Zalman has a way of figuring it that is a f- very funny. It's very funny. He says that um, we, we have a, there's a rule that, um, the base hablia of an animal is, it must not be that it is something that transfers tam, that transfers taste, the, the, the throat area. How do you know? Because I go and I shecht an animal with my shechita knife, which it goes right through the, the body of the animal. And then I take that same knife and I do it to the next one. If the temperature of the blood in, in, in the neck is the temperature called Yatsa lettuce bow, then that knife would absorb blood, which is usser, and then it would go, and as I shechted the next animal, it would shoot out that blood, because in the same temperature, it would shoot out that tom of blood into the next animal, wouldn't, that next an- wouldn't, this, wouldn't animal number two become trafe? by definition, because of that. So therefore, it must be that whatever the body temperature of an animal is, must not be considered to be, uh, it must not be considered problematically Yatsu lettuce bow. Even though you're going to wash off your knife very carefully, it doesn't matter. Oh, they do not wash off the knife at all. They just go... Every two or three seconds, every two seconds. Oh, from Peter. There's an empire video, yeah. but there's also some other animals get taken apart. Yeah. So, no, so the shechita goes fast. I mean, they are moving and grooving. So, and there's no washing off the knife. So, so this is, so Rishon Zalman says, listen, what is the body temperature of an animal? 
And so he goes, and I think he, the animal he goes to is the duck. Because the duck, with all of its down that it's covered with, actually is, has a very, very high body temperature. So, so I think it's about... Yeah, so I think it's about 110. Hmm. Then he says, listen, you can have fever and still be alive. So just like we have, like, you know, 98.6, but then, like, you know, you can get up to 103 and you're still good. So a duck can also have a fever. So even if you get to 113, 114, hey, that might be the duck that you're shechting, and we don't have a problem with shechting ducks in a row. So, you know, you get your ducks lined up in a row. There you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so the... the um, so therefore he says, so, but, but you, 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 you realize that what he's doing is, is he's saying, not that I know how hot Yatsal Lettuce Bow is, he says, must be I know how hot Yatsal Lettuce Bow isn't. And then, so after that, then we have to be Machmir. Like, that's kind of the way he's coming at it. So Rav Moshe over here is saying that, listen, if you could stick something into your mouth with relative comfort or relative willingness, that's not... He says, that's not Yad Seledispo. Vachin Kasu Babenishai, Litinian Bishop Bashabis, Vzelishono, Vidin Chamin Shayat Seledispo, in Misharin Beetzba. We don't judge whether something is Yad Seledispo with a finger. Elakosha Kreso Shaltinak Nichvis Behem, Hashiv Yad Seledispo. So it's just, it has to do with what will singe a baby's stomach. Vim Tomar, hey, Ech Yadah Adam Lesharbakach me Daito. What do you do? Not everybody has a baby around that they can test it on, right? Hinei, knock it high klala Take this rule and you put this in your pocket. Kolhecha shezeh hachamid roi l'shtia o la'achila. If you could drink it, you could eat it. She'ena adam nimna mikoach riboy chamimaso. That a person doesn't say like, oh, I got to wait a second. Then harizel lochashiv yatzel lettuce So he says, that's not yatzel lettuce bow. Vim yimna mi lishtoso ola ochlo mi rov chomo harizel nechsha bechla yatzel lettuce bow. Akalashana. So the Benishchai just says, if you want to know what it is, it has to do with the internal comfort level of your mouth. And if you're willing to drink it, so I would say, so even he would seem to be saying that even the person who's drinking the hot cup of tea, there is a difference between the hot cup of tea that you know is you're going to have to take a quick sip and then, you know, whatever we do with it in our mouths to make sure it doesn't kill us and, and then, you know, try to get it hot to the back of your throat. To, there is a level of something that's hotter than that that you won't do that with. You're not going to go and give the quick sip because it is going to hurt and it is going to... Um, <coughs> so, and even when it comes to the pizza that, you know, that all of a sudden that piece of cheese gets onto the roof of your mouth and starts burning away, right? That's, that's generally a mistake, right? That's not, nobody's eating it on purpose like that. Um, okay. Vehevi dvarv b'shal tachuvas yabia omer. That's Ravad Yosef. V'ayin shem shedon l'hakol b'ikar ha'shailad in Pesach. Um, where he uses that for Pesach to be mekel. Um, th- listen, the bottom line is that Yatsa lettuce bow is something that is a big machlokas. Whoever says that number, you could easily get that into your mouth. No problem. Um, so, listen, if you're dealing with Shabbos things and you want to know, should I be able to put raw things into this soup? Or into, so, don't mess with it. Wait until it's really on the cooler side of things. Uh, but when we're dealing with this Shaila, where we have to figure out, okay, how do we function in our world with braces on, um, th- you could stick with this. You can, you can go in this other direction and be makele. Now, that's all Basar B'chalav. Now let's talk about Pesach. Ula. Le'inyin isr chametz b'Pesach hadavar yoser chamor. When it comes to chametz on Pesach, everything is much more chamor. Dehare, kasev haramah. The Ramah writes, de'yesh osrim afilu b'klisheni, that when it comes to Pesach, we are machmir on a klisheni. That's the Ramah. Not... You know, not, 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 a, not some sort of recent Chumrah type of thing. And that's also clear in the Mechaber, that he also would be Machmir about a Klisheni. 
Mishbura writes, the Indian Dina Hiskimu Hachronum de Lechatchila Bavadi Yeshla Hachmir Bazah, that that is the appropriate thing to do to be Machmir about the Klishenis. Vachain Machmirim Bepesach, Gam Benosin Tam Lifgam, Ukamosh Kazaf Haramah. Again, going back to the Ramah, is that Nosin Tam Lifgam, the idea that something after 24 hours, that the taste has turned bad, and now it's not something that we necessarily have to be super worried about. That rule does not apply. We do not apply that when it comes to Pesach. I thought that rule yeah, kicks in by uh, whether something is bottle or not. Uh, it's, 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 it's not ordinarily bottle, but it's, it's, it's not. What do you mean by bit? It, it's not bottle. You're dealing with something. It's not bottle. It doesn't matter, right? The only time it's it's will you can be makel um, normally, but we're not by Pesach. So the idea that something has been that it's been twenty four hours, which is a lot of times the answer, the solution to our problems uh, when it comes to kashrus hilchas kashrus. Um, not that it's a full-fledged solution to every problem, but that it can be a solution to problems, that is not something that we apply when it comes to Pesach. So you can't say that, um, listen, it's only, you know, when it co- so if I have a fleshic pot, and then I wait 24 hours, and then I make noodles in it. So I could say, listen, it's, it's parv. It's parv, because the, the fleshic is, I can't take a chametz stick a pot, wait 24 hours, and then cook, you know, Noodles in it. No, and cook uh, um, matzo, balls. matzo balls in it. Thank you. And say, oh, it's not chametz stick because the pot was 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 not used for twenty four hours. No time, I what? I suppose not just twenty four hours. Any amount of time, apparently. Well, twenty four hours is the it's that that's the amount of time. It's that or not? There's no. It doesn't matter if it's more than that. Twenty four hours is the time in which you get showers. Like years. years the minimum. Ago, minimum for what? I'm for a taste dying. You wait 24 hours and you can't rely on no same time with gum, and therefore it's still hummus stick. Wait any longer time, it's not going to change, will it? No, there's no such thing as. It's 24 hours, is, it's either 24 hours or bust. It That's it. So, now, also, and I. Also, keep in mind. The rules of Bittel do not apply on Pesach either. And that's also a huge deal. We are constantly relying on Bittel, whether we know it or not. The reason that we are, the reason that we don't go nuts about the fact that we have, let's say, a hood over our range and say that, like, wait a second, what if a speck of chicken soup, like, you know, steam got up there and now I'm cooking noodles and I'm going to put milchiks in it and, and I have the pot on the same, you know, in the same general stovetop. So how do I know that something's not going to come down into my thing? So we say like, maybe it did. Who cares? It's, it's minuscule. It's going to come in here and it's automatically bottle. Bittel is not a rule that we are allowed to employ on Pesach because since, what? It's Asr B'Kal Shehu, two reasons. One is that there is a chi of kares, so therefore that jacks it up and, and makes it that it's something that's perhaps not, bit, not bottleable. Uh, also, because it's a davar shiyesh lo matirin. And there's a rule, the rule is as follows, is that the only things that are allowed to be bottle are things that are oser and remain oser. But if there's something that's oser, but then will come around to a time when it becomes mutter, the rules of Bittel don't apply. Pachamit is only Asr for eight days, technically, Midaraisa. So, therefore, it, the rules of Bittel don't apply. That, that which we say is Asr after Pesach is the It's a Kanas. Interesting. Correct. So, now, so Nimsa. So, what we find is the Le'inian Pesach, Lechora, in Hatter Shinayim Totafos, below Hagala. We should not allow dentures. Without Hagala. Uva MS Bederach Klal E. Efsher Bahagala. Generally, it's, you can't do Hagala. Kivin Sheesh Shashi is Kalkulu Machmas Hagala. 
I have a feeling that in the instructions it says, don't do that, right? And it's not only that, because there's, there's a halachic point to it as well. There's a rule that you are not allowed to do hagala on something that could potentially break when you're doing it. Because we are f- afraid that you're not going to do it right. Right, but therefore we can't use it at all. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that's the setup over here, right? That's why we don't want to film it, right? Because they talk to Ooh, nice. Yeah, very good. Unless you stick them into hot water for... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you, you cash You must cash your film. Right. Okay. Okay. So in the Shalos Tshuva Shevet Halevi, that is Ravosner, who was a big av based in in Bnei Brak for many many years. Um, I'm going to say he was Nifter recently, but that already may be. 10, 10 years, 10, 15, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, but very significant Pesach of our time. So he writes, Kasav, Now, if you could get away with pouring hot water over them, and that won't ruin them, there's certainly a difference in the intensity of whatever's going on, whether you're pouring hot water over it versus immersing. So... Yeah, but it's it's not in it. Like when you when it's in it, then I, I have a feeling things just will fall apart. Much over here, it gets poured over it. It's it's poured over and it's gone. Vada um, Then for sure, a person should do so. Ach im gamze If that's also a problem, You could be makel to do hagala in a klisheni which is going to be less heat, okay? Now, we'll see the bottom of what he wants with that, okay? That's, that's basically, uh, just in general, like when we talk about doing Haggalah, the idea of doing Haggalah in a klisheni is, it's like, the, it, it's, it's not normal. That, that's <laughs> that's not, not what we do. Um, furthermore, Gam, Ba'archas Rabbeinu, Hevi B'Shem Ba'alakilis Yaakov, so that is, uh, a sefer where uh, written down the different things that the stipler, Rav Chaim Kinevsky's father, uh, Zatzal, used to do, where it writes, Shehikel, Shehikel Bozeh, he was Mekel, Vekosavod B'Shem Achazen Ish, Didai L'Roch Tzom Hetev, it's good enough to just rinse them well, Ve'ein Tzarech Hagol Klal, and they don't need Hagol at all. Uve'emes Im Nachmir L'Inyin Shinaim Totofos, now, think about it like this. If we would be machmir for dentures, uchadome, bishum chashashos, and all because of the, these chashashos, be'emes, imkain, hu hadin the Indian stima bishinayim, the same would be true for a filling. What's the difference? Shaykh kohani chashashos. All of these chashashos would be same, same, same thing. Vari bezeh ain't shaykh hagala. Right for normal people, maybe if you go to leave that leave tahar cult, maybe they do stuff like this. But the uh, but but normally it would not be shayach hagala. And we've never heard any kind of chumra of not having eat, not eating anything hot on Pesach. So then then that would follow that a person would not have to be choshesh to do the Haggalah. Okay? So, um, and, and again, note, is that in the event that you never have anything hot, piping hot on Pesach, then you're not going to have a problem. The only issue would be if, because you're doing, you're doing bittel, you're doing mechira, you're doing uh, all these things. So, your mechiras chametz technically... You're going to brush your teeth. Right. Any real stuff is out. So what are we worried about? We're worried about bleas of chametz that are in your braces. Okay, so that's sold to the guy. 
right? Let's say, sold to the guy, or you did bittel, one of those things is happening, right? It'd be funny to explain that to a guy. Um, so, all right. <laughs> so, so, the, so what are we worried about? The fear would be that you're sitting at the Seder and the food has been in the oven, on the hot plate, on the stovetop, waiting for Shulchan Aruch. <laughs> and you have fires going. You have, we have heat on because it's, it's Yom Tov, it's not Shabbos. And you get this piping hot bowl of soup. You're starving. And you go and you put it into your mouth and it hurts. So then it's like, well, it hurts two, two ways it hurts. You know, <laughs> because now, right now you have chametz that just maybe potentially popped out of your braces, dentures, fillings. Okay. Um, I would say also is that if you, if, if you really break it down, so, so if somebody has dentures, um, they potentially, I guess dentures and braces would be the main areas of concern over here because they are um, what you take food, like they're, they're here, they're in the front of your mouth. So therefore, as the food is coming in, which is when this potential you know, disaster could happen, so they, they are taking it first. If you, have a, if, if you have a molar filling, right, chances are that, it, you know, Things have evened out by the time you get something back there. Or, yeah, cooled off a little bit. Right. But a person who has a false tooth. Listen, you know, I'll, I'll tell you another place where this comes up. Something like a crown or a filling. Um, you go to the mikvah, and you're not allowed to have a chatzitza. So, what about those things? The water has to be able to get everywhere in your... Now, your mouth can be closed. You don't have to let the water in, but it has to be able to get in. So therefore, if somebody has something stuck between their teeth and they go to the mikvah, it's, it's ineffective. It's a chatzitza because you have something that's blocking that part of your tooth. So now let's say somebody has a crown. So where's their tooth? The tooth is this little, I don't even know what happens in there, but like something long and painful. Um, you have like this little stub of a natural tooth upon which they lay a crown made of, fill in the blank, whatever they make it with nowadays. Not, not anymore. Plastics. It's all plastics now. Yeah. Um, say, Dr. Goodman has the coolest machine. Yeah. Here's like the coolest thing going on there now. It's not like, you know, you go in and then you wait a week and then it's like you go in and it all gets done on the spot, computerized and, yeah, very cool. Anyway, um, just, I just had, just had one on Friday. Uh, so the, um, so the, 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 the idea, so, so there is a sense of like it becomes bottled to you and it becomes part of, part of your body. That still seems like that's, I don't see that being... Well, with braces can go to mikvah. Not, no, we're not passing that. We're not passing that here. Um, get it done when they're 12. I mean, the answer is... The, 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 the short answer is... Short answer is yes. But does it sound problematic? Also yes. Put it like that. Um, okay, so, so, so he's saying that Lamaisa, we don't find that this Chumrah was ever something that was done, that the Chazanish, that the Stipler, these great rabbis were not concerned about this. Um, last paragraph, and then we'll do the footnote. That one should be machmir not to have hot chametz within 24 hours of Pesach. Pizza for breakfast. What? Don't have pizza for breakfast. Hot, hot pizza. Hot pizza. So, yeah, you, you have to keep this in mind. Kadesh lo yiyu yoman. So that they not be b'nei yoman. So even if somebody wants to have... So, so hang on, let me just finish the paragraph and then... Uve emes kemokein mishiyesh lo stima bishinayim. Somebody who has fillings. 
Oh, braces. So it's not just, we're not just discriminating against the denture people. Fillings, braces. If somebody has perfect teeth, and they always have, go, go at it. Go crazy and laugh at everybody. Don't have it within 24 hours of Pesach. Between sunset or, or noon. Hang on. Or noon. Okay, good. What? They all write this. Now, cleaning, that goes without saying. Clean those teeth. Floss. Do whatever it takes. Make sure that they are clean and pristine, that there's no real particles of chametz. Right? This is all about absorptions. So now, what does it mean? So just think, think it through. What does this mean one, is, one should not do? One should not have hot chametz within 24 hours, he says, of Pesach. I wonder the same thing about, is it Pesach or the Zman Iser Achila? It sounds, uh, he sounds like he's saying Pesach. You go back to four in the afternoon. Over here, the point is that th- that you have it, we don't care about. Because, again, your bittel, your, your mechira is taking care of it. The problem is, what if you ingest it? So, at what point does it have to be? So, uh, the, I'm just if, thinking if, about, you know, get pizza the night before Pesach. That could be yes. within... Yes, that could be within 24 hours right. of, of the Zaman Iser. Waiting for you after the Bajita. If you have... If it's the Zaman Iser, then that's already noon, right. It could already be lunch. Lunch could be a problem. So, um, so just to keep in mind, it has to be really hot to be a problem. So it, it has to be burn, your, burn the roof off hot. So if you are getting pizza the night before... Let it, yeah, let it cool off a little bit, which, again, if you're doing takeout, I don't know, could you go into the store the night before? They, yeah? They're open? That you could sit down in there? Uh-huh, okay. Um, I'm sure it's a busy night, yeah. But if you're doing takeout, it'll be cold anyway. Um, don't worry about it. Um, if, you do, if you do a barbecue, which happens to be a clutch move to do, to yeah. think about it, um, so then... A lot of times the hot dogs and hamburgers are not even chametz, like at that point. Like, are you buying something that really is chametz? It's not chametz. Good, good question. The bun is not going to be really hot. So, okay. So, so again, all things to, to kind of keep in mind. But that seems to be, if somebody would want to be machmir, this is the chumrah, I would say. And many posts can just say clean and well. And, and, and you can forget about this issue. Um, let's see Nun Zion. So on this point, he's going on Can to... Ask, yeah. So we say, like, there's a minhag of fish and meat at the Shabbos table to have a liqueur, like something like a... Like well. Something. Because you don't want to have the fish with the meat. So does that help? Like, if we have, like, an alcohol thing? No, no, no. So... <laughs> the, ready to, like, institute that. Right? The, <laughs> you have a piece of thick liqueur. <laughs> or, uh, That's doable. Yeah, you can do it. I'm not I'm saying that. But um, the, the, the minute is to, to have something in one, to, to rinse out one's mouth. Uh, it became a lechaim. It doesn't have to be. That's right. <laughs> Alcohol is stronger than water. Yeah, but it's not about, you know, it's, it's not about the killing, uh, the, the bacteria killing properties of, of, it's about having a lechaim. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to drink something. Is there is no Isser of Achila so much? Is it Isser of Sakana? What? Meaning the provision. Yeah, the provision. And it's also, it's, it's all about just the real stuff. It's about, it's about having Ben. We, we actually are not concerned about Blias of fish and meat mixing with each other. That's a, that's a, a super... Yeah. It's nothing to do with um, Nun Zayin. 
Vahatam. So now this is he's talking about doing Hagol in a klisheni. Vahatam. Why do that? The B'shochan Aruch Kosav. The Kelim Shinishtamish Ben Bechamin Kafi Tashmishon Hechsheron. The way you use them is the way you kasha them. And this is, so, so let's say somebody does not have, we, we utilize this principle. If somebody has a non-self-cleaning oven, or it doesn't, you know, whatever, or it broke, <laughs> self-cleaning uh, switch broke, how do we kasha the oven? Answer, you clean it out really, really well, and then you put it on the highest temperature. Why does that work? How does it work? So, number one, the cleaning out really, really well, that really has to be like, 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 like super duper clean. When we use a self-clean mode, self-cleaning is, according to most poskim, doing libun chamor, where it is burning out every last vestige of whatever's in there. And therefore, the whole thing becomes totally neutralized, and there is nothing alive in there anymore. Other forms of kashering, whether it be dipping things in hot water, what we're doing is, is we are not killing the chametz or killing the basar b'chalov, whatever it is. We are purging it. We're causing it to come out. That's the... When, so what uh, someone can do with an oven, according to many poskim, is you clean it very well to get all of the real reality of chametz out of it. Then you turn it on to the highest temperature that the oven could possibly reach. And what we're doing is kabolo kach polto. The concept of whatever it is that it came in with, it can be purged with. So that's what he wants to utilize over here. So you can kasha them the way you use them. So, if something absorbed in a cliché-ny way, you can deabsorb it with a cliché as well. So, the dentures, generally, you're dealing with cliché situations. Because of Ode, the Kokli-Holchen Acharov Tashmisho, another rule that is, is, is not so well known, we're, we're a little bit, we, we don't always rely on this. Uh, if we don't have to. Kalim follow rov tashmishon, meaning if generally I've used something as a kli, in a klisheni type of way, and there was one time that I used it as a klishon, and that's not the normal way that it's supposed to be used, I can kind of ignore that that happened. I think it, I think it has to do with you. V'lochein, ka'aros, Bowls. Sherov Tashmishan Bi'iroi, where most of the use is that you pour something into it, Kachu So you can purge it by pouring over, pouring water over it. So there are more rights that were machmir, the Yeshmachmirin, to do hagala, to do real hagala, to dunk it. Bidi'evid we can follow Rov Tashmishan. So, um, I'll give you an example of this in a second. Adkan. So, Rav Osner is talking about, you have the dentures. It's a shas What are you going to do? Go through Pesach without your dentures? Good luck eating the matzah. Right? Kiddi Eved, dummy. It's like a bidi Eved. Since most of the contact that your dentures have with, uh, with, uh, um, yeah, with, with hot stuff is klisheni. Sagi bahagala de klisheni. You could do hagala in a klisheni. Ubeprat, the iker hachashash eno elomishum blia de klisheni. What are we worried about? We're worried about a blia of a klisheni. O dover gush ve eno ben yomo. De haverak chumr de pesach. No, this is all part of the chumr of pesach. Vyesh le tsarf odin. Furthermore, you could say, de rov pa'amim in achilaso vishtiyaso kishir yatso lettuce bow. Most times you're really not messing with yatso lettuce bow. Ukumosh katsubara kodemis, like we said earlier. So that's why he says that. Now, a case of, I'll just give you an example. A person who kashers their counters with, with irui, what does that allow you to do? This is something that people kind of make a mistake about. Um, if you do irui on your counters, so you take hot water and you pour it on your counters, what have you done is you have purged anything 
that went into your counters through the pouring of hot water. So that means that if you spilled chametz through the year, you will purge out the spills of chametz that went in. What if during the year I had a fish stick, a piece of schnitzel, that fell, flopped right out of the pan onto the counter, breadcrumbs, absorbed into the counter. That is much more powerful than Eroy. If I took a hot pot and there were breadcrumbs on the counter and I put the pot that was, you know, hundreds of degrees down on top of the breadcrumbs and the breadcrumbs then had this heat that baked them into the counter, that is stronger than Eroy. It's stronger than just a spill that left the klevisho. Why don't you say it only happened once? Most of the time, is it So, Rov Tashmisho would say, don't worry about it. For Pesach, we are generally machmir about that. So therefore, the, the, the reality is, is that if somebody kashers their counters with Eroy, that allows for you to put your pots down on the counter, no problem. It allows you to do a bunch of things. But if you would have a piece of Pesach thick of food, like, like real food, that would plop down on the counter, that would not be something that you should keep. So, Rav Teshubishim would say, maybe yeah, but... Can you go back to the dentures? So yeah. He's got, he explained the, all the um, reasons why the dentures okay to do in a that's what this one is, yeah. What about the braces that can't come off? Yeah, then, I mean, whatever. Yeah, he's going to be stuck on that. What do we say, I mean, we just rely on... What do we say, Lemaisa? We say, we say, Lemaisa, um, don't... Maybe the 24-hour thing. That's as, that's as far as posts can go. So the concerns... Are, seem to be quite real, but at the end of the day, with all of the chumras that we have on Pesach, we also have the, 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 the flip side. The, the crowns, the fillings are bottled to the teeth or whatever, the, but, but the, the Yeah, but the bittel, the bittel is effective maybe for chatzitza things. That doesn't really help for, is it absorbing or not? And if it is absorbing, so then what's your heter to not purge them? They're not natural body. They are foreign materials. All right. Okay, so let's stop over here. All right.